gotta turn the, the TV off. Turn off the TV, Tristan. God damn it. Maybe. Possibly. Probably. I can hit the AC right quick, bro. Yeah. Testicles, one, two. Huh? Huh? Don't worry about it. This reverberation shit gonna take some getting used to, bro. Yeah, I got used to it already. I mean, or you could just like have have the shit off, but then, I mean, personally, I don't know why it's there with this software. I'm gonna have to like probably the same reason it was that shit. It was like a filter that's automatically on that we had uh on the last one. We just clicked it and turned that bitch off. Oh, really? Yeah, it was like a button next to the recording button. I've caught it all the time. It wasn't all the time though. Hey y'all can hit me. I'm back. Stevie Baby in the paint. Who make that is? Blah 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 blah. One? Test. Oh, I thought you was playing with the little artifacts. Sorry folks, we're trying to get some. I still had need to play. Oh, I apologize. Okay. Yeah, I ain't need I mean we just have, have random banter and shit. I mean well, well this but is who, us. Who the fuck who the fuck You're about to get to know right us now. right now, okay? Hold on now. Hold this right, is what I'm we do before our podcast. We have to make sure that shit's Hey, Technically son. Hey, correct. Son. You throw my straw again, so we gonna have a problem. Quiet on the set. <laughs> <laughs> That's my personal straw. Quiet on the set. That what happened if I talk? Quiet. Clap. Um, That's it. Two. 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 Uh, that one. Nigga, hey, let's see if it, how, how long his one. arm get tired. Zero. Because apparently he can't hold one. Do it. Oh. Shit. Ah. Welcome back <laughs> to the third episode of Get to Know Us. We are the Red Sage Podcast, the place where we prioritize our passions and use our progression as proof of our prosperity. I am R-O-B-G-R-A-N-T. All right, this your boy, Stevie Baby. And this is Tristan. Come on, son. I'm just going to tell you one time this time. Bro. All right, all right. One just time. One time. One time. One time for the one time. One time for the one time, one time you feel me? One time. Yeah. For those of you who oh, aren't already. You. Oh, he didn't give a fuck about your name. He was done. No, no. Was he? Yeah. He was done? For, for those time? of you who don't know yeah. oh, okay. or who aren't already subscribed, go on over. Listen, I'm trying to plug our Instagram. Oh, okay. If you aren't already, go check us out on Instagram at the Red Sage Podcast and uh, drop some comments, concerns, questions, likes. You can't dislike on Instagram, but if you don't like it, just emoji a thumbs down emoji in the comment section we just want the feedback whether it's good bad or in between let us know what you think about what we're doing and uh like i said today is the third installment of our get to know us mini series where we basically give you guys a look into our personal lives aside of how we feel might as well our... plug your personal instagram and nothing i'm not gonna do that because you know all right well then shoot well i'm yeah i trish yeah period i period trish on Instagram. All right. Follow cool, me. Cool. Hit me up at Stevie Baby S T E V I E underscore baby zero eight one four. You know, hit me up. And for those of you who are watching us now, because you're one of our special supporters, you can see that we have a fourth member in the studio today, a good friend of mine, an old mentee of mine, and a young man who's now a professional recording artist. And working on getting himself uh, acclimated to the new environment that is the streaming world. So I'm gonna allow him to introduce himself now. What's happening? This Vaughn. Vaughn. I go by Private. That's my rap name. But I've been rapping for a little time now, and uh, I'm just here to, you know, run with my partner. See what we got going on here. Yep. All right. So today uh, we're gonna start off with the college struggle because we kind of all came together in college, or me and Vaughn kind of not so much on college campus but for the most part we all went to southeastern and we all have certain struggles that we can relate to because of that i mentioned on the previous episode that our connection to southeastern is really what um brought us together and most situations when we have people come on this podcast we want to give you a frame of reference for how we know these people so like i think <clears throat> i don't remember exactly when I met Vaughn, but I remember how. I think the first time we met was at the orientation, if I'm not mistaken. Right, right. I think so. Yeah, at the orientation. So, I, um, Vaughn was, uh, okay, 
So I used to do a lot of things on campus at Southeastern. And um, I used to do Upper Bound. I was a teacher at Upper Bound, and I was an RA at Upper Bound. And Vaughn was in Upper Bound. I used to do this thing where uh, at nighttime, all of, if you don't know what Upper Bound is, I'm going too far ahead of myself. It's like an organization that brings high school students to college campuses over the summer in order for them to gain college experience and credits. And they, they stay in the dorms for a couple of weeks during the summer, and they have an RA, they go to classes, stuff like that. So um, Vaughn was one of these people who was in Upper Bound, and because he was on my hall, I used to see something all the time. We would always have little conversations about things, and now I'm older than him, but he always had a certain amount of maturity about himself that we could have real conversations about things. And also, I used to rap back then, so sometimes I would have like these freestyle sessions at nighttime before everybody go in their halls, and it basically was like a way to let them stay out. All right. Okay, so (laughs) we had a little technical difficulty, but we were back in this thing. Vaughn was saying how we used to um, we used to get together and being on campus is not a whole lot of things you can do to just have a reason to be around people. But as a social means of, I guess, not being in the dorm all day or not being secluded, you get together and things happen. And one of the things that we used to do all the time was smoke and freestyle. So. At this time, um, we weren't we weren't smoking together when we first met because it was more of a um, student teacher relationship. Even though I wasn't one of his teachers, that kind of like was what my role was. But the reason why I bring it up is because even back then, man, when like we would be in the hallway freestyling, I would bar all these little kids to death because the thing was, <laughs> if you could beat me in a rap battle, you could stay up all night. You ain't got to go in your room. So my objective was to. Is bar them to death with as few bars as possible to get them in their room so I can have my free time. Vaughn is the only person, bro, who I could never out-rap. Not like, it would be a situation where I hit him with a good list 16 off the top, and I'm like, cool, ain't nobody going to have nothing to say. Vaughn got something to say, and it's fire, so I can't just let it ride off of that. You know what I'm saying? Cool, hit us with a cool 16 right now. Oh, why not you put him on a spot like that? I mean, spit why a, not? Spit a written, yeah. boy. Ooh. Spit a written right now. Why not? I got some shit. Let me see. Alright, alright. When you say my name, put some respect on that shit. I just got a tech and put a dick on that bitch. Oh, who was tripping? So I went and got another bitch. Then I hit the mall and I blew a check on that bitch. Ralph Lauren Comforter, we having sex on that shit. I don't be cuffing her, I barely check on that bitch. Hit it one time, she wasn't pressing with the dick. I keep it too player to be pressed about the bitch. If she ain't trying to... Well, that's enough. I ain't gonna do too much. <laughs> <laughs> I, I gotcha, I gotcha. I hear But um, that was just... And, and it's, it's funny because that's not only a connection that me and Vaughn had. Like one of my fondest memories of me and Steve chilling out together is I, I did a threw a surprise birthday party for Steve back in the day. And uh, we had a whole bunch of people come out. But at the end of the night, it ended up just being a group of like, not even a small group, but a group of like 20 friends around a beer pong table. And we had music going in the background and like for two hours straight, bro, everybody freestyle. Whether you could rap or not, it had people singing in the freestyle. It had people exclusively doing ad-libs. It was like a whole vibe, man. That's, that's something that I miss when dudes just used to get together, share ideas, and be creative with each other. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. But man, I also remember back when we was in college, nigga. We used to really like, right, nigga. We was broke, broke, bitch. We ain't had no money for, <laughs> for real, shit, for real. nigga. Like, like, nigga, I was working at Pizza Hut. I was working at Lowe's. I ain't never seen a nigga with two jobs ain't had nothing. Cause it was hard time. I, 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 you know what? I knew what I was doing with my money. I know what was just going yeah, too. Yeah. <laughs> Trisha would would definitely like to know that uh, financial infidelity is well, what's going on. I don't know what the fuck you talking about, nigga. <laughs> I was talking Spending about my money tattoos. On bullshit. That's oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I wasn't being <laughs> I wasn't being faithful to my cash, nigga. But yeah, nigga, all that shit went to my arms, and it's crazy, like how much things that you think like you you need when you younger, but you you really don't need. Like I ain't gonna lie, I love my tattoos. I really do. But I'm walking around with like 
A good three thousand. Yeah, <laughs> good, a good four fucking grand on my motherfucking arms and chest and shit. And I every time I be looking at my bank account, I be like, I knew somebody could have deal with that. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? For real, we nigga used to eat ramen noodles and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like fuck, nigga. You know, you know what used to really feed us, man. The dollar store. What? Yeah, the dollar store, <laughs> dollar store and pizza. Cause you used to work at the dollar store too. <laughs> <For> yeah, <laughs> yeah, dollar store and motherfucking pizza hut, son. Cause nigga used to come back with them pizzas, slanging them joints. You hear me? Oh, I definitely know a lot about that. Steve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell us, tell us about that. I used to work at um Papa John's over there, and people used to cancel orders like a motherfucker. So you yeah, know, man, them pizzas stay stay up on their rack, and I will take. Two or three boxes home, and I will eat Same them bitches. Shit, bitch. I'll That's make a order and cancel it, bitch. I'm not <laughs> assume name. <laughs> we did that shit all the time. I ain't trying. I ain't trying to snitch on myself, but you know, too late. Yeah, it, it happened. Yeah, you lived on campus, Happen. You lived on campus one. Yeah, Vaughn used to live on campus. Yeah, that boy stayed in the hood. Even that no more, son. Yeah, they they took that they took that bit down, boy. Zachary Taylor used to be like a. It was literally designed. By the same person that built Angola, fam. It was built like a prison. It was basically a place where you went if you could afford to live on campus, but you couldn't afford to live on campus. You know what I'm saying? Everybody done been in ZT. And if you ain't been in ZT to live in it, you done been in there because it was just a a good breeding ground for some mischief. Like (laughs) It was a good breeding ground for fucking show, you hear me? It was a good breeding ground for real. In Pride Hall, too. Females you know. and males. That shit was crazy. Like, yeah. Man, Pride yeah. Hall was kind of whack, dude. So you had to Ooh, have like what? a fucking escorts and shit. No, you didn't. I lived in yeah. I lived in a private <laughs> you did, dorm. You, you did have to have and, an escort to go. And I was an RA in a private dorms. You did not have to have no escort on Southeastern Campus, fam. At you, did, all. you did have like it was a rule though. Ain't nobody followed. I'm broken. not saying that it, it was followed. I mean, rules are being broken all the time. But I'm saying like that was a rule though. Like you, you had to be escorted. It I got kicked out. I got kicked out of that motherfucker because I didn't have the escort. Which That's dorm you got kicked out of? And it had to be by somebody fake. Because as a RA, bro, all you really trying to do is make sure your residents safe and everybody is is learning in a friendly environment. You ain't trying to be the police because at the end of the day, you engaging with these people. Well, this white lady took her job entirely too seriously because she policed the fuck out. I know out. what R.A. was. Well, nigga, I ain't going to tell you what dorm it was. Nigga, that happened like, what, four, five years ago? It's been a Yeah, I was a freshman. So, yeah. I don't know. All right. That's that T.Y. outside, huh? With that music. You say you about to pull up on a little bit. No. But, right. man, living in... Living in a dorm on campus, no matter what dorm it is, private dorm, co-ed dorm, whatever. Southeastern was just a place where if you was on campus, it was really a completely different experience, dog. Like, as a person who lived on campus, who was an RA, who stayed on campus over the summer and then moved away uh, and lived in an apartment for like my my latter college career, I had a much better experience on campus. Like, you, you know, of course, how many times we just sat in the parking lot in front of D Vic and just talked you know what I'm saying? But it'd be the most epic conversations. It's like a podcast kind of was meant to happen because we used to really just sit down and share ideas. You know what I mean? Build on values and learn how to be a more productive and creative member of our brotherhood. It was consolidated within House at the time. And if y'all listened to the last episode to get to know me, you know about House. If not, you know, if you in the know, you know. If you don't, you will. House. <laughs> but it's like there's something House. special about I feel like black men coming together and having conversations about their ideas and values and learning uh, and appreciating different perspectives. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, there is always something that's important about that. But I just want you to know, when we was outside D-Vic, nigga, you talking about the library or you talking about, like, D-Vic Hall? Like, where the... the... You know how we used to be, like... Trade okay. room was uh in front of Pride and like yeah. we used to always cut through that little path. So you talking about the library then? Yeah, like the Lafayette. Oh nigga, we was starting. Well, yeah, but we having a productive <laughs> conversation. We was, we were looking for hoes. We was we was figuring out ways to accomplish our goals. How about that? That sounds good, but I'm gonna tell you what it really was. <laughs> what it really was is we was looking for the House young, of Balloons, young ladies, young the House ladies. of Balloons. Young Jezebel. The House of Balloons. He was looking for young Jezebels. So look, <laughs> Tristan, Tristan and Vaughn probably don't know too much about the House of Balloons, but 
We mentioned it on the last episode to get the not the last the first episode to get to know us. Uh, as a place where Steve brother used to live, he used to host some throw parties there. And after his brother moved out, I moved into and continued the tradition. Tradition. So like a lot of things, both good and bad, happened at the House of Balloon. We covered a couple of them last time, but we didn't really get into it. Well, see, one of the things that happened was uh, Rob. Uh, <laughs> oh man, this <laughs> Rob Rob's girlfriend had a had a uh, party. Well, we got really, really, really drunk. Like, like this on multiple a, occasions. This, I mean, this, yeah, this is this is this happened a lot. I ain't gonna lie. Like, <laughs> I, I could I could barely remember a lot of them because I mean, I just have like little little inklings of what happened. But one thing I do remember is sitting on the steps and her sister coming feeding us bread. <laughs> oh, I know exactly what night you're talking about, Bruh. man. Oh man, it was, it was crazy, son. Cause she really like came by and like feeding us bread, and I like I felt like a little chickadee, son. I was eating. <laughs> like it was out of her hand too, son. Like dog, you remember? Like, I didn't even care if she washed them or not. I don't know, son. I think I that know. was the same party uh, where CJ had made what it was called alligators. He made some type of drink. That I had never had before. You couldn't drink taste the alcohol. Drink called alligator. Man, it was a drink called not to drink. That's what the fuck it really was. Dog, that shit was horrible. It sounds a little I dangerous. I don't know what it was, son, it was but it, it tastes up, like Kool Aid. But so after the good. third cup, but it was a Kool Aid. Huh? Oh man, shit, no, nigga, don't drink the Kool Aid, son. Gone, gone, all the way gone. But like the best part about the House of Balloons to me was it was the first time, one of the first times like we established a tradition. You know what I'm saying? Like, of course we don't. It, it's no longer. In our, uh, it's, it's been passed on. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Passed Don't nobody hold it right now. But like, it was really a place where, if you was having a bad day, or you know what I mean, something happened on campus, you didn't really know how to deal with emotionally, or you just needed a place to get away and relax. Like you could come to the house balloons, and there was never. Uh, I wouldn't say never, cause CJ kicked us out that bitch. Well, once once we got there, once I was there. <laughs> really to me, the house of the balloons flourished the most. When CJ left and we got in that thing because we really made it. That's why I first started painting it. I painted my first painting in that house. You know what I'm saying? So, on a little little sidebar because I don't I don't know. So I'm gonna ask, where y'all get the name from? Uh, the weekend. Uh, okay, that's that's Weekend's album. That's what I thought. I was because yeah, like, oh, okay. like when we uh when CJ started doing that like the first little party, he played that album nine fucking stop. Really? So we called it's the, a great fucking album. It was. It and was. he actually great fucking. Album. And he had, had like balloons a whole, like, on yeah, the ceiling. Yeah, like, on <laughs> we had tacked balloons and like that's glowy I, stars and moons on the ceiling. That's, that's when I started. Dope. That's when I first started smoking black and mild. Oh, real? Yeah. CJ, you responsible for that shit? <laughs> <laughs> so look. <laughs> um, I also wanted us to talk about how we ended up founding the Red Sage Podcast because it's something that people ask me a lot and. We've never really discussed it on, you know what I mean, on there. Mm. And it's kind of it's kind of inspirational to me because you guys helped ins- inspire me to be able to get this accomplished. Well, well I'm going to let I'm going to let Tristan explain that from his point of view. Go ahead. All right. So from my point of view for a while I was thinking like, hmm, like it'll be a pretty dope idea cuz I was really really deep into podcasts for a few years now. I watch every single, you know, out I'm not gonna name these podcasts because I ain't trying to plug like that. But I, I've listened to a, a lot of podcasts, and I'm like, okay, like they're just talking about general shit, how they feel, how they interpret and process things. So I'm like, you know, I do this shit every single day when I'm kicking it with my partner, so I could do it too, or so I felt, and now I do. But um, basically, my girlfriend Brittany, she was like, oh yeah, and, you know, my friends are making this accountability group. She like come through. I'm like okay, bet. So at first, I, at first I was kind of sketchy about. It. I was like, uh, they, like you know, I walked in and you know, they they were talking about dudes and stuff. I'm like, uh, I don't, I don't know about all this. I'm like, oh okay. But then like upon further inspection, it's like this is a pretty nice group of friends and close people that uh I could really get on my side to help me achieve my goals. So we just started talking about future goals and like the first thing that i heard steve say he was like ah man i want to make a podcast and um i was like oh well i mean shit i was trying trying to start it up with my friend um sean but he was being really you know flaky and stuff so i was like 
we'll probably get it done at some point but you know i really have a drive and a fire you know what's up ty no, no, it's it's cool, it's cool. It's cool. Podcast screen, T.Y. just into the middle. Yeah, it's just good to know us, son. You good. Big old strong man over here. Yeah, boy. Y'all need, <laughs> need to check my boy out, man. What, what's your Instagram, T? Man, T.Y. underscore N1. T.Y. underscore N1. Brett, he check be on them fucking pull-up bars like a motherfucker, boy. Like, make me yeah. seem like, God damn, like, I need to get out there, boy. Yeah, you do? Start, start getting it. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Uh, that shit dope, son. That shit. Yeah, yeah you gonna be waiting. <laughs> yeah, one day, one day. Yeah, so, uh, sage pull ups. You know, so I was like, you know, he's he's talking about a podcast. I'm thinking about a podcast. So I'm like, hey, Steve, you know, I know you you and I had the same idea. I wonder if you you want to start one with me. He's like, yeah, well, I have a friend Rob that's that I'm I'm trying to start it up with now. I'm like, okay, cool. Like the more the merrier. So that just started like a whole entire tumbling process of us just getting shit done let's just just like knocking shit out like i don't know just from the jump we just had a fire and drive there just to acquire the equipment do the fucking research like first first day that i met rob just i just like got this real real positive vibe that he just wanted to get here and get shit done and, and get shit popping and i really really liked that so you know, from there things transpired, and now we're here. Yeah, yeah. Episode yeah. five. <clears throat> Man, yeah. it was it was kind of like not to sound cliche, but it was like the stars aligned. You know what I'm saying? I mm-hmm. I had been trying to get a podcast off the ground for the last three years, and similar to Trish, I kind of was trying to go into business with people who weren't as consistent and passionate and motivated about it as I was. So um, <laughs> I ended up in a situation where. I got, I've been working in the same field for like the last eight years. I'm a direct service worker for people with physical and mental disabilities. So I reached a point where I felt safe enough to start, like I had a stable career. I felt safe enough to start uh, trying to pursue my passions. And just as I went to do that, I ended up losing my job. And uh, I faced a a situation that a lot of people in America, not just black, not just uh my age demographic just a lot of people in general in the workforce experience where i was trying to i was trying to build a career basically working for somebody and as long as you're doing that you always have the inability to be irreplaceable you know what i mean as long as you fill in the position in somebody's program that position can always be filled by somebody else and i reached the point where i wanted to make my own means of of um basically i wanted to be my own boss and not for the sake of having financial security because you know this this ain't this ain't the way to do that right now but more for the sake of having mental security in that i wanted to have something that nobody could ever take away from me and um after i lost my job i hit up my friend steve and we started talking about just our goals what we wanted to accomplish and what we wanted to do and i figured out that he had just talked to one of his friends who ended up being T about making a podcast. And um, I analyzed like the content that I've been consuming for the last past couple years, trying to figure out, well, what is it? How could I monetize my creation? How could I use my creative ability and translate that into a professional career? And podcasting just so just like fell directly into that lane that allowed me to express my ideas and cultivate my ideas while continuing to grow learn and at some point be able to do something that can benefit my family and um once i expressed that to steve we kind of got together and wrote down a plan wrote down some goals and along the way of accomplishing those goals we ended up here real talk real talk yeah, I was just there, y'all. I was just there. I was just in the right place at the right time. But look, man, we got a guest, bro. Vaughn, man, tell us about you. Hey, what's up? What's yeah, up? Yeah, man, tell me about you. What about your college experience, man? Tell me, tell me how that thing was, bro. Well, first of all, I wasn't in college that long. Oh, okay. Like a, year, like a year and a half. Well, shit, and, tell um, us about that, bro. That's how I met Rob, man. I remember it was something called Project Pool. I don't know if you mm. remember that. But yeah. Project mm-hmm. Pool, they had like little events there set up. 
And me, I was real like, you know, to myself, I ain't really want, I could sing a little bit and all that, but I ain't never really want to go on stage until mm-hmm. Rob kind of, you know, he's like, man, you, can, you got talent, man, go up there, you know, do something. Mm-hmm. When I first went out there, people thought I was about to start telling jokes. I looked so nervous, you know what I'm oh, saying? Oh, damn, man? boy. But shit, it was, it was all good, though. I had sung in front of people, people were telling me how good I did. But like, oh, yeah. but that's really what kind of got me into like actually trying to make my own music. Cause if I'm if I'm singing somebody else shit, right. it's not the same as when you're making some shit you thought of yourself. Yeah. You know so how did how did how did how that feel though? I mean, I'm knowing that you you know you write your own song. Yeah. Okay. So uh, how did how that creative process creative process go? Really, that's why I think it's a gift. You know what I'm saying? Cause like, it just come to you. You know what I'm saying? You might mm. just be doing some shit. And you might just be explaining how your day going, but it's rhyming. You know what right. I'm saying? People okay. like, damn, I'm, I'm good at this shit. You know what mm. I'm saying? And it's a talent. It, that's what you start to try to put two and two together and realize, shit, I could do something with this. I'm I'm, mo- I'm better than most people who I'm listening to. You know right. what I'm saying? So, so when you start looking at it like that, it, it opens your eyes and all that. But college has helped me get a lot smarter because I was already a good writer. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? But I had to take an English class, and I remember. She was giving me D's on my shit. I'm like, man, Damn. I don't got no fragments. I don't got no, you know, misspelled words. Or no, That's or all the like shit that. I had. And I'm like, how you giving me a D on this? She like, look, your, your shit not really, you know, it's not really coming together right. You're not really structuring it the right way. So I, I listened to her, you know what I'm saying? And shit, it was, it, I, I got a lot better with my writing and I noticed that even in my music, you know what I'm okay. saying? Okay. So, Right. College helped me a lot. Man. I appreciate, it. especially Southeast, and it was a cooler school. Okay, okay. So, so tell me about this. Where you uh, where you got your name from? Profit. I know I've been calling you Vine. My bad about that. I mean, yeah, Profit. Cool. Profit. I mean, I'm glad we talking about it because like, my whole thing is, I want you to. I, I probably give off a certain perception, but when you really get to know me, it's, it's not really what you expected. You know what I'm saying? So right. that's kind of what it what it's about. When I say profit, you might think I'm saying like I'm a profit. Like I be fucking. You know, like be preaching and shit, and in a way I do, but mm-hmm. it's not spelled like that. It's spelled profit, like getting money. Mm-hmm. Oh, so okay, like, okay. I didn't, so I didn't get that one. Yeah, yeah that, so, that that's dope. That's dope. That's dope. That's dope yeah. as fuck. So it's like at the end of the day, like I kind of, I want you to think that you know what I'm saying that was purposely done, like to where you think of, you assume a certain thing. Double entendre on some shit. Basically, you know, and and my music is a lot like that too. Where I'm using, you know using different words that that sound the same but they mean something totally different so okay that's basically a hint on like how i like use my wordplay my, my name basically real talk real talk um shit. what about your uh your, your your first performance how that how that went out for you well i remember they had something at the jazz lounge one time like it was it wasn't really a performance it was like an open mic but it had a live band you know and you could go up there you could sing a a, a song do a rendition of a song that's already out or you could actually, you know, do something original. Mm. I chose to just sing a Frankie Beverly song. Because as far as putting my music out, I feel like that's kind of my bad on that. Because I always wanted to earn some type of revenue, some type of profit off of it. I didn't really want to just put it out and just be sitting there like, if they like it good, they're going to you know talk about it for a month. But if I don't really got nothing attached to it to where I could get something back, you know, get some money for it. Then I'm really spinning my wheel. So like that's when I kinda fell back. I made a I made a mixtape uh a while back and I um just and it's on SoundCloud. Anybody could listen to it. But really what I Plug know that bitch. Plug what's it. the name Plug of it? it? Yeah, yeah, it's uh it's Profit nineteen ninety four um at iCloud.com and you could go listen to my stuff. I got some uh some music on uh, it's it's really just trying to it's going to the people that just trying to feel good about life, you know what I'm saying? I don't really make music for to be depressed, but I do understand hard times is a real thing, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So I basically just try to inspire and hopefully people see my improvement, people see my elevation in life, and they know that, you know, I must know a little something, you know what I'm saying? So that's my thing. I try to give as much game as I could. And if you like it, great, you know? So that's just what I do, you know? And to be honest, I'm not the type of person, I'm not going to listen or promote somebody music who I don't listen to. And I actually listen to a lot of some music. So it, in my opinion, it's worth checking out. So if you get a chance, make sure you go and check that out on SoundCloud. What is Profit 1994? Yeah. Check that out on SoundCloud, man. And uh, just to stay in the same lane but kind of change gears, as far as rappers go, 
Bro, y'all been seeing all of this stuff coming about the baby, dog? Oh, man. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I thought it was just a video where he beat the man up in the Louis Vuitton store. I don't know why so people keep more. pressing this man. Like, <laughs> right. That's he like already the, got a body on him. Fam. I don't even know fam. if it's from, on him. From, it don't even matter. It was around him. That's all I was worried no, about. He you don't even know where the bullet him. coming from. I don't first, know. So. First of all, um, I saw the video where he was on stage rapping. And the dude walked yeah. up on him while he was rapping. He decked the nigga in the middle of the song and kept on well, performing like kept, it wasn't bro. nothing. Ain't nobody said this if nigga that's was not a G, I don't know. I don't know what it <laughs> is. So, so no then, from having this dude, what is his name? Cam. I, you know what? Cam. No, I'm you a, can't even disrespect that nigga name. I'm not Man. even gonna really Cam, plug his name like that because that's what he wants. Uh, so I don't know his name. Cam. Mister got Cam got body. That's what. Name, yeah, name, Cam. Yeah. Cam got body. Let's just call him that. So he he goes up in the Louis store trying to prompt him. He was, he was talking all this shit about oh like when I see you it's going down you know you know blah blah blah, and he goes on his his live starts just you like saw this shit, yeah I seen it yeah so so he just starts recording it and like he in there minding his own business with his partner trying to buy shit you know the baby yeah so after he gets prompted the dude first of all he walked up lying. I'll jump because he walking up to the baby talking with some look at this nigga the baby walking up to me. That man son, was at the register. Walking son, up son, to him. Son, right. Son, first of all, any nigga that's recording like this <laughs> back was <laughs> trying to get the man, that nigga deserves it. So whatever happened to it, that boy deserved it. Real talk. Fam. So no, you just need to go so, sneak that nigga, son. That nigga doing this shit, man. That nigga if that ain't your fan behind you, son. You a hoax, man. <laughs> he had no bags in his hands. He had no clothes. In his no, that he was said, in there for a belt, which he needed. Hey, look, he hey, that's what I was just was about to say. That nigga was in there for a belt, and that bitch bought that bitch four minutes too late. That nigga needed to buy that bitch before he started any of that shit. Uh huh. Uh, what's that? What's, what's that? good? Getting a word from Ti right now. Yeah, but they basically said this: Is it is it or is it not the same thing with us glorifying the baby whooping the dude ass in the store as niggas shooting nipple hustling? Well, not necessarily. Nah, ain't nobody died. Only, only, a, not not even because of death. I feel it's different hey. under the caveat of. In that situation, you had a person who had an issue. Two people had an issue, and one person chose to to go outside of their way in order to take life from somebody else. In this situation, you got a man who being addressed by somebody and dealt with what could have been a life threatening situation right then and there because the nigga said the reason why they beat him up because he had a gun, he had to burn on him. He ain't want to do nothing. He had to burn on him. Well, in that same situation, you running up on somebody with a gun. You could potentially be trying to kill them. So why are you even running up on this man with a gun if you ain't want to fight? And you saying the reason you didn't fight is because you had a gun. Why are you running up on him in the first place? You know what well, I'm saying? I ain't know nothing you don't really make sense to me. I ain't know nothing about the gun. Yeah, yeah. But the yeah. thing, the thing that make it different to me is that your boy, uh, whatever his name is Cam, been antagonizing baby like over and over, all over the internet, trolling. You know what I'm saying? And they from the same area, and it always be the people from your area that doing that the hardest you know what i'm saying proximity crimes bro yeah. you hate on people that's close enough for you to reach exactly but he 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 like really like pushing them and like the baby was from what it seems like because i ain't gonna say what it was but from what it seemed like from where he started recording it looked like the baby was minding his own business you know what i'm saying so like the nigga was like really like he could have seen him it looked like he was at the register about to buy whatever the fuck he was about to buy and get on out of there even if he did see him even if he didn't see him he was minding his own business and then Cam started with him. I think that's what really makes it different. In front like of the a video, dude, it looked like dude swung first. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah, yeah. he looked like he put his phone. So and what he, can you do? You know what I'm saying? It looked like you know somebody. You you up in the store, uh, T. You minding your own business, and the dude that you know you don't like, who been talking trash to you all for months over the internet. You ain't trying to talk to him, but he calling your name out. Got you on. You know. You know how people do nowadays. They he got you on live, still talking trash to you. You know what I'm saying? And then talking about he ain't gonna do nothing. He ain't gonna do nothing. Like I'm I mean, about to handle that. You know right what I'm saying? Now. Like your mind ain't gonna be like, look, bro. I'm just saying it ain't like Nipsey Hussle. I ain't saying no, he did no, the right I'm saying, thing. I'm saying no. This is what I'm saying. Not 
speaking on the situation, you feel me? I'm speaking on us as a society, you feel me? How we take the shit, what happened, and we glorifying, we justifying the, his actions, you feel me, based on whatever else, you feel me? What the what? qualification different? The qualification well, is different because in Lipset Hustle case, he was right in what he was saying when he was saying that he didn't want whoever the dude was that killed them right. around because he had a history of being this and he had a history of being that. It wasn't good for the environment for him to be here, be there in the first place. So for you to be the person in the wrong initially, and then you 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 impose your will upon the person that was in the right, that's what makes it wrong. You know what I'm saying? Because if Nipsey Hustle would have shot him. And he Nipsey Nipsey Hussle would have killed him. Wrong. It would have been a completely different. Well, no, you know what? He wouldn't even been wrong because that was Nipsey Hussle property. But I'm saying what make it different though is in this situation with the baby and this dude in the mall, the person who was in the wrong, the aggressor, is the person who got the the ramifications. Who got beat up. So it's like Nipsey died and he wasn't doing anything, which is why that was wrong. This man got beat up because of what he was doing. You know what I'm saying? That's the difference. That's why it's justifiable because you want people. Who doing bad in our community to suffer the, the repercussions? But like, I guess it's still a bad look to try to glorify violence. Period, though, you know, because if you like, feel that way, I don't feel that way. I feel like violence rectifies like, certain issues. Yeah, like I mean, like affair. whatever happens after it's gonna happen. Like he was prompted, he had to handle his business right there, right? Yeah, well, I mean, so, like come on now, like, like come on, we all situation, man. I feel like. That just really couldn't have, Nipsey couldn't have did nothing to avoid that. Nigga was just hating in that moment right. and said, I'm about to take this man like, I feel played, I'm having a bad day. So it's like, right. if Nipsey would have killed him on some self-defense, he'd have got off, you know what I'm saying? Because, I mean, dude really just, he had no beef. T.Y. is saying the problem is the glorification of violence, I'm assuming. What The bias, though. Yeah. Because yeah. on one hand, yeah. in one violent situation, you saying it's sad, and in another violent situation, we saying it's good. Yeah. But the reason that is is because it's of the justification. Of violence, what? Right. It's not even about the levels of violence. It's about whether or not it was warranted. Right. Because if Nipsey Hussle and that dude was in a fist fight, yeah. and then the dude put out the gun and shot him, I guarantee you it'll feel different than that him just running up on an innocent man and shooting him down. Right. That's what's different about this situation. The bad guy in this situation started the situation. He literally walked into this situation for it to be one. He had been antagonizing this man. He had been following this man. And now you're physically threatening me. You know what I'm saying? We had a conversation earlier about how men know, as a man, mm. if you go past a certain line, or as men, we don't go past a certain line because we know that the repercussions of any given situation can be death. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So for you as a man to cross that line intentionally to disrespect somebody and then impose yourself you upon them. You had to be ready for a fight. You just, that's the, you just he's had lucky to be that's all that's happened. Because this man would have been well within his rights to up his firearm and shoot you just like he's done before. Which is why you done that in the past. This man. See, that's why I, I don't get why, why they would fuck with this nigga then. Well, I mean, shit, I guess he thought he was about that life. You feel me? But I mean, my thing is, is like, I can't see how you walk dead ass into an ass whooping like that. Like, you ain't see it coming. <laughs> that nigga walk straight into an ass whooping. You, you up in there with nobody with you. You see this nigga have a big ass bodyguard behind oh. him. And you expect it to be a one on one fight? That's what I was about to say. Nah. He went back to the security guard after and was like, How many people beat me up? The security guard said, it, it two. Looked like two. You, it was two, bruh. So I what? I, so son, what? I wish I would be somewhere with Steve, Tristan, T.Y., Avon. A nigga run up on me on some bullshit with a camera trying to world star me, and they don't got my back. We all getting a piece of that nigga. I'm sorry. We not friends no more. I don't give a fuck how the situation played out. I don't care if I was winning or not. If a nigga roll up on us and I'm the only one fighting, I don't fuck with you no more. So his friend was supposed to jump you. What you mean? I'm going to let you fight my nigga because you just felt like coming over here and threatening the safety of our... For what? You know what I'm saying? That's why people don't feel the same way about it as Nipsey because when you're in the wrong, you get your ass whooped. <laughs> well, I think another thing it says is dude was doing all that talking. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, he 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 was talking he, a lot of head. He did more talking than he did doing. You know what I'm saying? Versus I like that. That's a quote. Real shit. But uh, <laughs> as far as the dude with Nipsey, he it wasn't no argument. You know what I'm saying? It was just, just pop pop so pop. I just go to show you, man. You can't really go by like what people say to judge their intentions. You know what I'm saying? Cause, mm. Dude was talking like he was the most harmful person in the world. At the end of the day, he ended up getting his ass with, with the shit with Nipsey. Dude was quiet, you know. So he just walked up like, all right. But came back and he took his life. You know what I'm saying? So it's it crazy. Show you how, how deep shit really get. You know what I'm saying? Like, but it's a black on black violence. 
Yeah, yeah I don't bad, think there's no such thing as black on black. I, I, was, I don't like that phrase, bro, because the only no when people black say on black, black on black, black on black violence, what they really mean is proximity violence. The only reason why it's black on black is because you black around. people is next to black people. It just happens. To you be never hear white on white violence. You never hear Asian on Asian violence. You never hear Mexican on Mexican violence. Using that shit against you, son. It doesn't fit the narrative of what propaganda is trying to perpetuate. You know what I'm saying? Totally think, correct. think about the shit like a grenade. You feel me? The shit, the niggas who are closer to that motherfucker is the ones who get the most damage. You feel me? But it ain't, it ain't, it ain't just our community though. It ain't, it ain't just us that act like this. Matter of fact, <laughs> a, a prime example. A prime it ain't just us that act like this. Though. A prime this example. This is what I'm saying. Honestly, the, the statistics show we've fuck we, them statistics because the people that make the statistics don't care about the demographic that they statisticizing, if that's a word. I don't trust I don't trust statistics coming from the demographic people. of people who are oppressing the demographic they're making statistics on. Like Whoa. it don't make sense. If I'm a sexual abuser or a child abuser, why would you listen to how I tell you I deal with children or you should deal with children? For right. what? Like no, you're, I'm saying like I'm from New Orleans. Like murder is a real thing. It, it is. It happens every day for no good reason. You know what I'm saying? But if you talk to the person that's killing, he gonna tell you, man, this nigga did this, he did that, and he gonna justify it. And, All right. And what it is is that we so normalized to killing just because we see so much of it. And, let me. And I feel like that's why the crime is it's hard to get over. Let because me. Because people are trying to retaliate. Let me ask you this, though, Vaughn. If you put two hungry dogs in the middle of a motherfucker, man, these could be the most kindest dogs that you ever met. Could have been normal dogs if they was fed properly. Right. But you put two hungry dogs in a pen with one ham steak in, in between them. What they going to do? They going to fucking get it. They going to they gonna get it or they going to fight, fight over it. They going to fight over it. Right. So what you think they doing with our hoods? That, that, that's, 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 that's our hoods, though. I'm not saying we are dis- I'm just saying that, I'm not saying that it's but, not a reason for it. I'm just saying that it still happens. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, we call it black on black crime, but it's really like poor. Right. Like, like it's people who are poor that, that this is happening to. Right. It ain't because we're black. It ain't because of our music. It's because we're poor and we lack resources. Right. But you at know the what same I'm time, saying? being poor is not a reason to do fucked up shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, but I mean, it's a, it makes it a lot easier. Exactly. You know, being poor don't make the fucked up shit you do to escape poverty easier to do. It's still just as traumatic. It's still just as damaging. The thing that makes it different is you have limited options. The exactly. poor you are, the less options you have. And doing, and doing bad shit is free down there. You know what I'm saying? It don't take nothing to get I, into this trouble. You know what I'm saying? It's free to get in as much trouble as you want to. I mean, but I mean, like, yeah, you're you're right. You don't have to be poor to do bad shit. But when you poor, I mean, the options are a lot. Like, like you just said, the options are more limited. You know what I'm saying? You you're sitting there, you like, man, I'm hungry. I can't get a job because I got a felony. Shit, I can't feed my family. But look, I see the dude across the street from me. He living good. He 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 got it all. I'm struggling. I don't have a job. What I'm gonna do? What I'm gonna do? Let's I, I let's keep... let's not make excuses for. I'm not making for, excuses. For I'm talking about commit these acts. I'm it, not making excuses for him though. I'm not making excuses not for him. Excuse, I know. I'm just trying. A I understand what you're saying. Though. I'm just saying it's, it's it's a mind state. It's a mind state kind of thing. I understand it's where you what, at. I understand what you can van. I just don't want people to misunderstand. Just because you're in a poverty stricken environment or situation does not make it okay for you to necessarily do. The illegal or violent or no, I don't think we're making excuses for people that do do stuff like that. We're just quantifying the fact that the reason why these statistics exist and the places that these statistics come from don't fully don't fully uh, explain how these statistics come into come into existence and it's relevant information. You know what I'm saying? What you you were saying, Trish? What you were saying, Trish? Go ahead, bro. Uh, Oh, nothing. Look. Uh, on another note, because we could, we could, I don't want to go on a too long of a rant about this, but in the same vein, there's beef in the LGBTQAI, I believe. It's yeah, the acronym community. Let me take the reins on this one. You, you went like all the way left field listen. with that. Nigga. Because that, we was, that's we was not on this topic too the, long. It's been 40 the minutes. The only reason why I, what, I, why I, I keep no time limit on it. We definitely got the time limit on the entire episode. That's what. Don't worry about it. Keep going. All right. So, I don't know. A few weeks back, there was some controversy with this guy named named James Charles. He's a YouTube makeup artist. 
he has has like this whole channel, you know, promoting different uh, products and stuff like that. So apparently, like his his friend um, had a different channel, and she went to go and expose all the backhanded things that he was supposedly doing. And the thing that re- was really highlighted in that was amongst all the other things that he was doing that seemed kind of backhanded. He said, "Well, she per per her, he was." using his fame and status to try and confuse straight men into thinking that they're gay. Okay. Which is wild to me. First of all, Mike. Can you? Because first of all, (laughs) that's fetishizing too. Also, because he tried to target straight men. So he dressed up like a girl or something? No, yeah. I mean, he's gay. But instead of going... Yeah, yeah. Uh, But... Instead of going after other gay men, he tried to convert straight men, and that's okay. That, that's I think that's right. That's but I think that's sexual assault. Son said of he course. tried to convince. First of all, if somebody can convince you that your sexuality is different, my, you wasn't convinced. You just saw you already wanted what you wanted. Cause <laughs> ain't no way a um, a man, and I'm I don't have any problems with anybody's whatever the fuck they say that they are. But I have a sexual preference. And there's no way that anybody can talk me out of my sexual preference. You know what I'm saying? Right. I feel like them dudes probably want a little penis in their life. <laughs> I'm just but saying. I'm saying. I, 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 feel, I feel like that's sexual assault, to be honest with you. I feel like that's sexual assault. I think to even saying. attempt you, to make somebody question their own sexuality sexual is assault. over that line already. Like, so do he retreat. Like look like a girl? Or like, yeah, um, like he, he looks like a woman. Like, so that, that's sad because huh? like... James Charles... Let's see if we can pull up some really pictures know? of this man. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> <laughs> so it's not really gay. It's just him, him just trying to fuck over somebody. So I, I, I really, I really think that's sexual assault. I'm not saying Charles. I don't fuck with it, but you gotta just double check, you know, check, that check that neck. Nah, nigga, ain't no checking no neck no more, bitch. You got it. No, son. Hey, look, you got You got to ask for baby pictures, nah? Like, yo, son, let me see your baby pictures, son. Why your shoulders like that? Hold up. You <laughs> said, "Why your shoulders guy. like that?" Oh, I'm gonna try to show it to the camera too. Let me oh, see. Your, let me see your baby picture. Goddamn <laughs> it! Like, sad, what, what year you was born really in? Goddamn like That's crazy. That shit crazy. I really do feel like that's sexual assault because if a man was to do that to a uh, a, a gay woman, woman e- exactly. Son, you you can't just walk up to a gay like what what they gave uh uh what Kodak Kodak Black flack for talking about here fuck uh. What's the girl? Uh, uh, Lauren. Uh, no, 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 not Lauren. It was it was oh, the gay Lauren. girl that looked oh, like Kevin uh, Gates. Uh, uh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Young, uh, young, young uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they was giving K, K, Kodak Black uh flag for that. That's the Bruh. same thing, yo. Bruh. You can't do that. You can't Bruh. do that. That that that's fucked up. That I do man. agree with that. Like, ain't no way you can confuse a nigga though. They had a you can't confuse the a, old, that's like, a real straight. The man that y'all just showed me on his phone, son. The man that I just showed to this camera. It's clearly a man, fam. Ain't no way you can mistake that for a lady. <laughs> Ain't no way you can confuse that for a lady, fam. If you was talking to this man in a sexual nature, you knew you was talking to a man. You knew you was talking to somebody who still had both of their testicles and their penis. Nah, you wouldn't know. Unless you check, unless you checking down below, how you, would you know? You saw that picture that he just showed me. Nah, I ain't saw that. I ain't fam. see it. There's no way. Fam. There's some manly looking women in this world, son. Fam, he was not confused. Look, son, they were not. They knew what they was I doing. I don't know son. that. I don't know that. I'm just saying, I don't know. I don't know. Man, I don't know what the mind state of nobody involved in this fucking situation. Have you ever been hit on by a gay man? This is a good. That was a great segue. Yes. Have you ever been hit on by a gay man? Yes. Yeah, I have. How did you tell? Let's let's talk about that. Very How did awkward. That How did you I'm handle like, that? I'm like, thanks, thanks for the compliment, but my pendulum does not swing that way. It stays fam, over here. Fam, where were you? How would? Ha- who is that? That's a him. Man. Who is a that? man. That's oh, him. Yeah. That's yeah. him. Yeah. Oh, oh. Transformations I gotta, are I real. I got to show y'all again. Huh? Transformations <laughs> are real, huh? Man, Transformations are real, aren't they? This man looking like Kim K. Transformation Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the same dude I just showed. Yeah, I'm just saying, dog. You over here You over here saying, ain't no way they ain't no shit. <laughs> Shit, I recant shit. my last statement That gentleman definitely has the ability To anamorph himself into a <laughs> However I'm still not letting somebody with some testicles Confuse me about my sexual orientation You still orientation. gotta get there You Damn. gotta get there son So you what got- he He was like 
catfishing people? I'm, that's why nah, I'm saying this is sexual just, assault, son. Nah, so he, he was just so he trying to target like like time. like he would try to flirt with like I think I think there was like yeah. an incident where he was uh, talking to this other YouTuber's boyfriend, and after he denied, you know, his coming on to him. He still made advances at him after that, and then his uh, girlfriend got uh, involved in it. Uh, it's, I, it's I don't pretty think we situation. qualified to have this conversation, bro. Yeah, I, I am. Because look, man, I am just a messenger. <laughs> I'm just a messenger. I, just, I am. I'm qualified. I, I, don't legally. Want, I don't want to disrespect <laughs> nobody, but I'm like, it's just fucked up. It is what it is. So it I, is what it is. How can you say that these men are suspect when he clearly they clearly like a female? They not. They may they 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 are to be a heterosexual male, you are attracted to feminine features. Correct or not correct? Correct. Correct. So if you see somebody else with feminine features, are you gonna be attracted to him? Man, peep, peep this man. out. I mean, I'm just saying, like <laughs> hey, real talk. If you, look, it is fucked up, but this is reality. You that don't know what question. somebody's yeah, sex is bro. off of looking at them. But, but I mean, exactly, right. yeah. it's a trap. The reason why we just talk about with anime, it's yeah, a trap. Yeah, traps, it's yeah, a trap for sure. The reason why I feel conflicted about it, bro, is and that's why the man feel. That man, he, he do got a he do got a right to try to holler. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, but at the same yeah. time, it's like don't what you do don't that push the envelope bro? though. But you, but you know, if he's studying how to look like a female, he also studying how to act like one. So he probably not walking up to men, uh, engaging in conversation. He probably standing in the side of the room, batting his eyes. You know what I'm saying? Acting like I'm he trying, he want to be approached. Because they think he yeah. a real female. That's yeah. what I'm saying. And then, saying. And then he'll start, talk, he'll start it, probably fin- trying to finesse him and all that. It don't make you gay. It only make you gay if you go all the way through after you find and then out. It only make you gay if you go all the way through and you find out. But yeah. but that's that's a whole different problem, too. Because even if you get caught up in that situation and, and you you try to try to spit that. Try to talk your way out of it. Niggas going to still look like, at you. No, no, nigga. You gay? It's like, nigga, like. Yeah, we all bad with that. Thing. Yeah, it's like we are bad with that. Men need to just relax and just accept the conversation and try to find the solutions to what they're talking and you know accept their feelings and shit. Ain't like even that, no you know? solution. Is I mean, that like, like I don't care if be. nigga gay. Like I don't care. Like it doesn't it doesn't affect me any. Right. You know what yeah, I'm saying? It doesn't it doesn't have no it, impact on my and, life. But there's, there's there's still a stigma though. <laughs> I mean they could they could be targeted, but I mean I'm gonna be like I'm gonna dodge them swim move, nigga. <laughs> Man, bro. You know I, what I'm saying? Look, I just that was something that was in the zeitgeist and it was on our docket, but fam, I am completely <laughs> confused. <laughs> like confused my, like the mother niggas, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about these emails, I guess. We gonna nah before we get to the emails, of course y'all know if y'all have any questions, concerns, oh, critiques, stories to um email us at the Red Sage Podcast one two three at gmail.com. All your questions, concerns, and critiques. And if you're lucky, you may be able to have one of your questions featured on the episode of the Red Sage Podcast. So uh uh interesting thing about our guest today, aside from the fact that um, I used to mentor him, and he barred me to death one day. Um, he drive trucks, you know what I'm saying? So my my man, I had a few interesting stories on the road up in there in them icy mountains and stuff. You know what I'm saying? Have you ever had? Not had, cause that's probably, that's kind of uh, accusatory. Have you ever seen a lot lizard? I've heard myths. A lot lizard. Uh, boy, them bitches ain't myths. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I shouldn't say bitches. Uh, them ladies are not myths though. They are not lizards. They are out there. They are maybe a milf. What is a lot lizard, dog? I can tell you what one is, but I've personally never seen one, to be honest. I have no idea what y'all are talking it's about. A, a, a lot, lot lizard. A lot is lizard. A, a prostitute a... that fuck trucks. <laughs> well said. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. They go to truck stops and they just. Go I mean, because as truck. far as the life of a trucker, like you don't see shit other than a fucking road. So <laughs> yeah. Like, when you get to a point where it's time for you to relax, you don't fucking go to a hotel. What you do is they got a bed in the truck, and you sleeping in the in the bed in your truck. So you, it's real. It's a real boring lifestyle unless you're a fun person looking for lot lizards. You know what I'm saying? But, <laughs> <laughs> okay. I haven't, I haven't really seen any. You know what I'm saying? But I know they out there. So it's a uh, you can find that type of shit anywhere. You know what I'm saying? Found no matter what, okay. what profession. 
Fam got his CDL and all his certifications. So he is a, a real example of how to have a career as well as following your passions. You know what I'm saying? You can't make no excuses, bro. Like Everybody got to work. We all have professional to. careers as well. But you got to find time to pursue your passions too. You know what I'm so, saying? Oh yeah. So profit. What's popping? You know what I'm saying? Like. You ever thought about it though? <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, I but said, like if, if a lot lizard just came came across your came across your truck, just knocked on that window, it was like fifty four pop. I mean, like I said, man, you got to look at the circumstances. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> I ain't never seen one, so I ain't never encountered that. That nigga, that nigga probably says it's a dangerous species around my truck. Look, the reason but I, I keep fifty dollars on the window just in case. <laughs> <laughs> The reason why I ask uh, is because there are very few professions that we can do as um, young people, not even just young and black, but young people to really make enough money to afford ourselves a, a, the type of lifestyle where we can at least be comfortable. You know what I mean? And getting your CDL and becoming a truck driver is one of those things. You know what I'm saying? It's not it's not real comfortable to ask people you know how they make their money how much money they make or what they need to do in order to be, get in a better career or have more financial security but when you have an opportunity to talk to somebody who is doing something that works that can be done i think it's important to uh let people know you know what i mean like let people know how you got on for example uh my homeboy steve went to school and got his degree for his field and he found a job and what he was passionate about I went to school for business and I ended up doing um, direct home care and I've been doing it for the last eight years. And uh, Tristan, you know what I mean? I'm not completely sure uh, how he ended up, where he ended up, but the point of me saying, because you know what I mean, it's, anyway, but the point of me saying that is, it's because that's not really conversations that people have, you know what I mean? But it's information that people know, man. So if you didn't know, uh, you can get your CDL and provide a, a nice little career for yourself if you don't have the traditional options that other people have. Or you could be a lot lizard, you know. Fuck it. You can sell that ass. Fifty dollars a pop. You hear me? You definitely can sell that ass. Hey, hey, profit. What, 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 what's your truck? What's your truck look like? I'm ready to suck you down. Oh, I had a right, nineteen. Right. <laughs> 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 I'm trying to sell him to his truck. <laughs> what's your? Hey, what's the license plate uh, so uh, they can uh, find? Oh, white. Icy. With the fit there on the window, goddamn it! But look, let them know. Let them know, goddamn it! So before before we get out of here uh, this evening, man, I want to discuss. It we originally had DJ Khaled's new album on the docket, but I think I it'll be a good idea for us to discuss how much music and what kind. Of, I agree. How much music and um what kind of role music is starting to play in 2019 because it ain't been a whole lot of stuff that's come out but yeah, i feel like too. we're at a point now where maybe 20 years ago everybody wanted to be in music mm -hmm. everybody wanted to be a rapper or a singer because they thought this or they thought that and now we're, we're reaching a point where you still got overnight celebrities or and even of course the overnight celebrities have been putting in work for years but you still got overnight celebrities you still got underground people but i think we're more in a uh in a, a world now where mainstream isn't necessarily where people go for their primary source of anything whether it be food entertainment music movies even um art like because i'm a painter as well i have seen enormous growth in the appreciation of art within the last five years to the point where if you can put out enough i would i wanted to say content but if you can put out uh, enough of whatever it is that you create into the marketplace, you can pretty much establish yourself just by being consistent. You of know course. what I'm saying? Like, um, real spell. What you? Hmm? I said real spell. Um, oh, like, this Khaled album. I feel like maybe two years ago when the Khaled album dropped, everybody had a certain amount of anticipation for it, and when it came, it was like it was a wave. Everybody, everybody fed off the energy of that album. You know what I'm saying? And now it's kind of like gotten to a point because I had, I guess maybe my expectations were too high. I don't never like to say that though, but my expectations were high for this album. I thought it was going to be good. You, they leaked the track list before it came out and the track list looked dope, but man, I, I listened to the album, bro, and I'm just not feeling like no energy. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah, like 
traditionally a Khaled album is just full of bangers. Like it, it just sets a vibe for for the summer. You'll like usually play his shit all summer long. You know he gonna have you know August August Alcina on his shit. French, you know, maybe get like shit from like Jay or something like that. But this album right here just seems like he was just searching for a hit. It seemed like he was just trying to fulfill certain slots. Like he wanted yeah. to he wanted to have a song for each demographic that he wanted to have one for. And you can tell, like it's it don't even sound cohesive. It sound like a compilation more than an album. Yeah, like, it just seems kind of chopped up and it was like, Okay, like I'm gonna get these two people, maybe y'all can make some pop. Or it didn't seem like he had him in a studio. He just sent out his his beat and then like some somebody else, you know, recorded over it and then he went to Scissor, okay, like I'm gonna have you do this. The only the only song on the album that I was like okay like maybe they they really tried to curate a vibe was the one higher with Nipsey that yeah. was that was the only one I was like okay like Nipsey John Legend seems seems pretty dope yeah that's that's the only one that's pro- that's the only one I listen to consistently but uh the song with CeeLo Green and Nas I really like that song too but yeah. I think it's just because CeeLo Green is one of those people if if, if the beat is a if if the beat is at a certain quality, it no matter what he do on there. You know what I mean? Nas, CeeLo Green Nas don't make didn't bad even songs. rap as much as he as he usually would on on a song on that song. That's why I kind of shot away from that one too, because I was like, okay, like if Nas not really getting a sixteen, like what are we doing here? You know? I honestly, man, I'm waiting on and anticipating this Ty Dolla Sign's new project because I I know it's coming. He just <sighs> dropped a single with J Cole a couple of days ago. Yeah. See, shit sound timeless. See, see him like Ty. Ty. Ty suffers from this syndrome where if if he's a feature on your song, he's gonna kill your song. Like he's gonna carry that song to fucking success. But then when he makes his own albums, he's never the standout guy. But every time he hits somebody feature, he's that nigga. Well, so, the Free TC album was. A classic to me. I love that album. I still listen to it to this day. I don't even. It's a couple years old, but yeah, I, I feel like he. But I not, want him to do another though. Beach House, man. Like Beach yeah. House one, Beach House two, like two of my favorite mixtapes. What's Be- that Beach album where he was like horses in the stable? What's that one? Um, that shit was cold. That whole that whole album was nice. I'm, I don't I know, know what you're talking about. That's not the one y'all was talking about. I think that's Beach House three. Okay. I think that was on yeah. Beach House three. Let me check real quick. It's old though. It came out a few years back. Like, I still listen to it. Though. Right, you know what like, I'm saying? Good yeah. music lasts. You know what I'm saying? Nah, that was on Free TC. Yeah, yeah that, yeah, that yeah, album is TC. classic, man. Yeah, like yeah. he got a verse on his album from his brother that his brother that's still in jail. Mm-hmm. And like the way that they engineered that bitch, you can almost not even tell that he rapping over the phone. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But man, the shit cold, bro. The nigga classic. And them Beach House albums, he was he was one of the pioneers of that. Um, one song transitioning into the next song. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? On the Beach House 2 album, every song or every track was like two songs. Yeah. Almost two and a half because they all lead it into the next. And it's like, man, when them beat changes, dog, I don't know who do his engineering. I think it was drugs at the time. I don't know who do his production, but classic, man. That's he, He's sure. going to be one of our icons. Like when we... Ten years from now, Ty Dolla Sign still gonna be around. Oh yeah, of course, of course. If he keep on hopping on on these features, yeah, of course. Like he's he's like Wayne was back in the day, you know. Unfuck with him. Whoa. <laughs> I mean, like, not not like rapping wise, just like him like hopping <laughs> on. <laughs> he he is like an R and B Wayne though. Son. Also, see, he makes some hits, but Wayne a different animal. You can't put nobody when Wayne was hot. Wasn't nobody ever gonna do a Wayne did. I mean, but except maybe Drake. I thought that Wayne, Wayne would high. last a little bit longer, and I I know his little deal, like his uh, situation with Baby and him trying to drop uh, Carter Five and shit like that. Like that that went on for entirely too long, which made the album sound really dated. But I don't know if he's capable of catering to this new generation. I, I think he that's us I think though. It's time. I think he, I mean we're gonna love him, like no. Like we're we're from here. Like this is this is our shit. But you you know how Drake will always keep a hit, right? And he'll hop on like somebody new song or you know he he's always staying current. I I think I think you know just like M, it's their time to just like chill. You know. Yeah. Like I mean, I think what it is is what the game at night. People not really going for the lyricism yeah. how they was. So it's like Wayne came out in a time where he was saying shit that. 
you literally never heard before. Yeah. So now it's at a point where everybody people, his son, you people, know. Yeah, people don't really. And, and then just this whole culture was basically built by Wayne. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. With, with Young Thug, the little Uzi, all these dudes yeah. clearly got some inspiration. Of by course. Wayne, you know what I'm saying? So it's like Wayne really can't. He can't really do much because what he do, people not really listening to that type of rap no more. What he just going over somebody else beat mm. and, and just spitting. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's not really like that no more. People it's are still like you, classic shit though. Get an original know? beat. Yeah. And turn up on that bitch. You know what I'm saying? But Wayne still he, he still gonna make some good music every once in a while. But if you look at shit like single, you know what I'm saying? That was a, a real simple song. But mm. that's where the vibe at now. If he could continue to make most shit like that, that's like life rap, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Instead of just, I ain't gonna say random bars, because they, they, he be talking about something to an extent, but he needed to like kind of change his, change his rapping style on some shit to where he actually yeah. getting more involved with it. Instead of, I'm Wayne, only I can rap like this. I don't think he has to, right? but if he's able to, more power to him, you know? Right. I mean, he's still a GOAT, you know, but... For sure. I just think he could, he could reach out, he could reach more people if he rap with a with a more, you know, trying to reach more people. Yeah. Be more relatable, basically. Yeah, for sure. Music has always played a very significant role in not only black culture, but American culture overall. You know what I mean? From James Brown to uh, Michael Jackson to Katy Perry. You know what I'm saying? Like, the music has always kind of been... Not necessarily a reflection of the time that we live in, but a, a good um, a good reflection of, I guess, what's appropriate and what's not appropriate for the time. Right. And, Music controls the culture. 100%. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And when I say appropriate, I don't mean what's uh, politically correct and what's not. Right. I mean appropriate to the time. Like, right now, podcasting is a thing. You know right. what I'm saying? Sure. 100%. And to the point where rappers... Talk a shout out podcast in their raps, right? And not because they like the podcast or they love the podcast, but it's so much, it's so big of a presence in the zeitgeist that you have to acknowledge it. You right. know what I'm saying? And I, I just think it's great that things like Spotify, places like Spotify, allow independent artists to put their music there and be in the conversation of what's going on now. I think it's dope that uh, places like Anchor provide a means for people to establish themselves as a creative and follow through with actually becoming that through their actions is you know what i mean hard work and dedication a, a lot of the time back in the day we used to hear hard work and dedication and get the job done and you find out later on in life that it don't you can be you can work hard as you can till you can't anymore and it's for long as you can and still not show anything for it and i feel like we're in a time where everyone has access to the information they need to accomplish their goals and dreams and here at the Red Sage Podcast, that's the reason why we prioritize our passions and use our progression as the proof of our prosperity. We thank y'all again for tuning in for the third episode of Get to Know Us. I have been R-O-B-G-R-T. Hey, I spelled my name wrong. <laughs> I've been Robert Grant, y'all. <laughs> this your boy, Stevie Baby. And this is Tristan. I'm just going to leave it at that. I ain't trying to get all, you know. Yeah, and it's Profit 504. You know, we in this bitch. Oh, yeah. Thank y'all again. We'll catch y'all next time. Peace out. Yep. That was a nice-ass wrap-up you did. I I saw the time was going over, and I was like, shit, we 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 was out of topics.